This is the Vent Time with Connie podcast, where we discuss topics that can be controversial or uncontroversial. Topics range from family, faith, lifestyle, you name it. No topic is off limits. New episodes released every Tuesday and Friday. All right, sit back and relax. Here is your host of the show, Connie. everyone welcome to Ventown with Connie podcast I'm your host Connie welcome to a new episode um this is gonna be um a fun episode but first I want to welcome if you are new make sure you subscribe to us on Apple podcast or wherever you're listening to right now and um guys please remember that we do have a website at ventownwithconniepodcast.com go check it out and you can purchase our merch product there we have t-shirts we have hats, we have accessories like phone cases, laptop, um, bags, so many things, stickers too. So you can go get it there. And we have ones for the babies too. We have clothing for babies, male and female. Go check it out, guys. We do have it and support as much as you can. And guys, please also remember that we do have a weekly live stream on Saturdays at 2.30 p.m. It's going to be on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. So make sure you come join us. It's about the Entrepreneur Series will help you, you know, basically figure out different ways that you can make money. And just to let you guys, let you guys in on the episode of today's, today's episode will be rooted in the culture with a special guest. It's basically us, um, we'll basically talk about um, everything, how you can stay connected and with your culture, with your community, just in case if you're struggling with that and you're not alone, we all struggle with that. Our guest today will help me um, dissect this topic. And towards the end, we will play a game called Never Have I Ever. So if you want to hear what our answers to these questions, um, to this game, so make sure you stick around towards the end. I believe it's going to be a fun game. Yes, this should be fun. So make sure you stay tuned to listen to some of the questions that we're going to answer. Hopefully, we won't have our dirty laundry out there in the open, but we'll try our best. But um, just make sure you stick around to hear. It's going to be towards the end. So without wasting any time, let's go ahead and um, invite our guest today. She she was born and raised in Dallas, Texas. Girl Cowboys, I think that's what they say for that. Um, she's a self-motivated healthcare professional with experience in healthcare administration, she has worked as a healthcare consultant and as a regional account manager. She recently graduated with her master's in healthcare administration. Whoop, whoop. And she loves watching crime-based shows, listening to podcasts. Hopefully, Maya is one of them. And learning new skills. I'm talking about Choma Amadi. Let's bring her in. Hi, Choma. How are you? Hi, Connie. I'm doing really <laughs> well. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming, and um, I hope you're doing well with the whole pandemic. How is your health? How is your family? Family's good. I really think this pandemic has um, put some things in perspective. Um, I know for my family, my sister, she is going into pharmacy school uh, oh. while well, she's in pharmacy school now. So it's like her, she just got done with her first year. And so she's more of thinking about, you know, well, 
what if pharmacy doesn't work out? What if, because she's been thinking about it lately, um, about, about that because of this pandemic. And so she's thinking, what if I just get not just a pharmacy um, degree, well, yes, a pharmacy degree, but also um, a master's in something else. And so she's trying to figure that out um, at the moment. Um, but that's, that's something that's been on her mind. But yeah, this has really, this pandemic has really um, put some things in perspective, things that you're, you know, grateful for, most definitely yes. for life, that's top, top priority life. And then um, um, definitely your health, you know, things that you take for granted all day, every day, um, that are now um, very important, like these masks. We're, we're having to breathe through these masks. No. Um, it's a whole different life right now. So it's been more of, you know, a reflect, reflective moment during this period. Yeah. No, you you are absolutely right when you say it's like a time for us to reflect and put, put things in perspective. Because I see a lot of changes happening. A lot of people because um, some of them probably was laid off from their job or something. Mm-hmm. Now people are rediscovering, you know, their purpose. You know, they right. try and find other things. Maybe this job is not for me or maybe this career is not for me. So I do understand your sister, you know, putting this into consideration. Is this really for me? Because you want to do things that you are passionate about. I have a friend that she was going to pharmacy school. I think it was on her second year. She has to quit and they realized she wanted to be a medical doctor. So basically, the mm-hmm. whole two years were just went yeah, there, and they had to start medical school all over again, which is crazy. But she's happy now, and that's all that matters. That's all that matters. That's happy. Great. Yeah, yeah. So, that's great. That's good to know. So today's topic, you know, before we go into today's topic, I want to first point this out. You know, you just graduated. You got your master's degree, <laughs> girl. How did you feel about that? You know, because I know you you did you got um healthcare administration or something mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so tell us about yeah. that why healthcare administration well um at first i wanted to be a pharmacist and i knew um when i took i knew that that wasn't for me when i took um what did i take organic chemistry organic chemistry was definitely one of those weed out courses and i took it and i was just like no way jose <laughs> <laughs> I took organic <laughs> chemistry. That was the only, the first class that I ever had a D, but I ended up taking it again, which I really loved it for some weird reason. So continue. I'm sorry. No, I, no. Everybody, you're just like my sister. My sister loves chemistry, you know. Um, I think she just took took um, some some traits from my dad because my dad loves chemistry as well. So, um, okay. yeah. Um, yeah, organic chemistry told me, yeah, there's no way. <laughs> and yeah. so uh, I moved on um, to be an, uh, to wanting to be a nurse. And then um, from there, I thought, you know, nursing isn't really something I'm passionate about. And so um, during my last semester of college, I took some career um, um, tests. Um, and, and that really helped me put some things in perspective uh, to really put my attention towards healthcare administration. Uh, and so there I was able to get a job during my internship um, and I, that job further my interest in healthcare administration and then the interest of um, getting my master's was there and here we are, I completed it. So uh, yeah. thank God for that. 
Yeah, thank God. And um, I mean, I feel like in our twenties or any time, you take you need to take time when it comes to school, trying to figure out what you need to major in and what you need to do in life. Take time. Life is not a race. Because for right. me, I did I did organic chemistry. I passed all of them. I think the second one, for weird reason, I struggled with the first one. The second one, I had an A and A, which is so weird. But I still ended up because <laughs> I wanted to be a medical doctor. But I still ended up changing my mind, and I didn't do medical doctor. So mm -hmm. I think um, sometimes it's good to take that time to figure out what is it for me. Mm -hmm. Maybe it could be one class, like organic chemistry, that would give you the answer to like, no, this is not for me. So, but a lot of people don't have that opportunity to be able to know what they want to. Yeah. Do. Yeah, it takes longer yeah. for some, um, but at least you're you're on that journey, and that's I think it's most important yes. is appreciating the journey. <laughs> yes, yes, you gotta enjoy enjoy each phase that you are yes. in life, because <laughs> there's a reason why you're in there. You're supposed to learn something, right? Yeah. So, um, guys, let's go ahead and dive into the topic of today, which is rooted in the culture. So some people probably wonder, what is this all about? Well, um, when some when you when they say you something is rooted in, that means that um, it, that means to have developed from something and to be strongly influenced or impacted by it. And culture is a big part of our lives, uh, like. And sometimes people derive their identity from culture to a great extent. You know, for instance, you can tell a lot about someone by their upbringing, their lifestyle, and their values. And these things are heavily impacted by our culture. You know, so um, Chama, I want to know, uh, I'm aware that you were born and raised in Dallas, Texas, but your parents are Nigerian, right? So yes. I'm curious, yeah, so I'm curious, um, I'm curious to know, um, do you, what, like, do you, how would I put this? Like, what do you identify more with? Is it American culture or Nigerian culture? I definitely identify more of my Nigerian culture because um, I was raised with Nigerian parents and it's yes. just, there's a specific structure <laughs> there um, that is placed with, with children under that home, that foundation. Um, yeah. You know, it's not, it's more than just the language, in my opinion. Um, it's really the, the foundational um, obligations to be Nigerian. You have to attend these um, meetings that your parents are doing. And, um, and it's for a bigger cause. Like when I was younger, I, I didn't know what that was about. But growing up now, it's just like, oh, wow, they're, they're really, you know, trying to um, feed their their community the best of way they can, um, giving back. Um, so because they want that, um, they, they're, they're wanting to show us that they want us to do that as well. Um, and so, yeah, I, I definitely identify um, with my Nigerian side. Yeah. 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 Because I ask this question, because sometimes some people that are born here in America, when you ask them, they say, oh, no, that's my parents, you know, culture or whatnot. Mm -hmm. That's not my culture. So I, that's why I wanted to ask you the question to see where exactly you you see, mm -hmm. like you identify with. So that's good to know. Um, also, um, having Nigerian parents, I'm sure culture was a huge thing. Like you mentioned, we go into these meetings because we go to a lot of meetings mm -hmm. um, or even celebration. I feel like we play yeah. a lot but mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a huge thing growing up <laughs> so yeah. um how did 
how did your parents incorporate Nigerian culture to be specific, your Igbo? You know, how did they um, incorporate Igbo culture to your upbringing? Uh, well, definitely. Um, I grew up watching Nigerian movies uh, as well as uh, when I was younger. Uh, my parents wanted me to go to Igbo classes. Uh, unfortunately, I cannot speak the language. <laughs> really? But do you understand the language? No, it's, I don't know. It's oh. just tough for me. Um, but at least I got the experience of, of trying to learn it. And it wasn't a one-on-one -on -one thing. It was a group thing. It was like, in, in my opinion, I, I loved going to Igbo school. That's what we call it um, when we were younger, Igbo school, because... <laughs> We would um, see, make friends, you know, it was, a, it was, I was way younger then, but, um, you know, it was a great opportunity during the summertime um, between, you know, school periods. Um, it was just a great way to, you know, um, make new friends um, and, and find um, similarities with different people's homes. Like, oh, your parents do that too? <laughs> I thought I was Are you be surprised? Now. We all have a lot in common when it comes to that. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so um, there's that oneness there uh, that that was great um, for me, and I I kept with me, you know, growing up. So yeah, yeah. for me, I I don't know. Um, I think you probably had, a, of course, you have a different experience with me. For me, I I didn't have a choice. I was born and raised in Nigeria, so I came mm -hmm. here when I was 16. So I literally have to, you know. I grew up with it. You know, my parents, mm -hmm. of course, in, you know, incorporated there. Uh, even when we moved here to America, they want to make sure we are still speaking Igbo language mm -hmm. and everything. So um, you were talking about um, the your parents taking you to an Igbo class. Is it like a, a different class from your school? Is it like an after lesson kind of thing? Yeah. So my parents are part of a um, Igbo-based group in Dallas, and that group mm -hmm. started it. And... Um, you know, their kids wanted them to be part of it as well. So it was just a great way to, you know, make us um, be aware of, of, the, of the language. Yeah. Wow. That's really nice. I've never heard of that. At mm -hmm. least they tried. They tried. They, to put... they really tried. <laughs> they really they tried. tried. Oh, wow. A lot of parents probably don't. They don't. It's like, sure, if she doesn't want to learn, no problem. They move on. Because mm -hmm. they have mm -hmm. other things going on. Especially in America. Yeah. They have to yeah. work. Our parents have to work a lot. A lot. They are hustlers, yeah. man. They work a lot. And sometimes they don't really have time for that. So, yeah. you know, I applaud your parents for at least trying. Oh, yeah. They, they definitely tried. <laughs> <laughs> How about any of your siblings? Do any of them know, try to get the language or something? I mean, we all tried um, through, you know, Igbo school. But it just didn't stick for whatever reason. Um and I think it's because, maybe it's because it was the summertime. Um, my parents didn't want to speak it to us. Um, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I asked my dad about this and he was just saying, yeah, um, I think it's just a lot of work. It's a lot of work for us to do. Um, and so I, I understood that, you know, I understand that definitely. Um, but my, actually what's fascinating is it started a conversation with my parents and I, and my dad told me something I, I never knew. So my dad told me my grandfather loved um, the westernized lifestyle and so much that he, wow. that's the reason why that my parents, they have English names, but we don't. We have no English names. 
it's all Igbo names mm. all through. And so that's why people ask me, actually, yesterday, last night, somebody asked me, do you have an English name? I said, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, wow. Why? why i'm like yeah oh, I've, I've never yeah because all of us do have english name i don't know what was the obsession with the whole westernized yeah um, culture <laughs> but we all have in- english name i'm so happy that your parents stick with the Igbo name because mm-hmm. um yeah. i say when you have your kids they are born here and they speak already the american culture the way they can also um be you know identified is through their name you make sure you have right. that evil name yeah, so wherever true. anybody see that name they'll know you are from this place you know so mm-hmm. so yeah i'm sure you'll find were you kind of um did you struggle with accepting your name especially going to school because i know there's a lot of bullies oh, yes. out there <laughs> how was that how was that experience for you you know growing up in high school middle school all those things um yeah definitely right from elementary school um <laughs> it was one of those you know you that I, I, my last name was uh, it starts with an a so i was at the top always of the list and there would always be you know the teacher would stop and try to figure out how do you say this name or try to pronounce it i'm just like i'm here <laughs> <laughs> like i already know it's yeah. me <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, but some people will definitely pronounce it so differently, and I'm often always finding myself correcting themselves. Um, yeah. And and I'm glad I'm doing that. You know, um, my parents have taught me that. Don't just accept them saying it anyhow. Just say it and pr- and pronounce yes. it um, perfectly for them. So. Yeah, I mean, we learn how, we learn how to pronounce their name. They have to learn how to pronounce our name. Yes, <laughs> yes, they have to. It's part of culture. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sometimes it could be hard for them, but I think, like you say, making sure you continue correcting them, because it's important mm-hmm. for them to learn how to pronounce your name. Mm-hmm. I think as much often you correct them, they will start getting used to the you know, mm-hmm. pronouncing it. Hopefully, mm-hmm. for those that you're correcting, yeah. but um. Uh, a lot of people actually give up and just have a a short name. Like those will mm-hmm. ha- like they will have chi or something mm-hmm. so that it would be easier for them to mm-hmm. pronounce. Did you have anything like yeah. a short name for them? I've had that. I have I've had chi. People call me chones. Like that's wow. cool too. But um when you're trying to pronounce it like it's for the first time, um I would appreciate that you would say it correctly. <laughs> I would appreciate it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I also say, you know, I don't just say, um, at times I don't just say, you know, this this is my name, but also the meaning of the name so that they know, you know, this is, this is it's important for you to get this. <laughs> yes. It's a powerful yes. name, so it's, it's important yeah. for you to get it. <laughs> yeah. Do you sometimes, uh, you know, see yourself, um, explaining what the meaning of the name do they ever ask you what does that name mean yes yes i've had that um and i'm always proud to say it because you know so my name means god is good so i i'm proud to say that and when people hear that they're like oh oh yes he is and it's just like yeah yeah i'm glad you agree (laughs) it would have been a different conversation Um, yes but you know, it's also a great way, a gateway um, to talk about God and your relationship with God and how God has been so good to you and how God has been yes. good to me. So um, that's that's another great way to start a conversation about that. So. Yes. 
it's a great way to talk about God, a, a start a conversation with God and also your culture because they will mm-hmm. learn. Oh, the, so whenever you see chi, that means God, and when you right. see oma, that means good. good. So that's that's a learning um um opportunity for them. Yeah, and for you to teach them. So that's mm-hmm. good for me. My Igbo name is um Onyenyechi, which means gift mm-hmm. from God. And um, okay. I love that name, you know, when they just say, oh, yeah. I feel like if I'm your friend, those my friends are listening. I'm a gift from God. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a gift from yes. God to you. So so that as a proud name. And I'm always so willing to explain what the name means. And I love the name a lot. But we also do have English name. Unfortunately, we do. Because my parents gave all of us an English mm-hmm. name, but which also mean a good thing when I explain mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to guess. Are you from a number state? No, I'm from Emo state, actually. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I'm from Emo state as well, yeah. Oh, you are? Oh, well, there's a lot of people from my number, I think. Well, no, where I came from, Georgia, there's a lot of a number of states. And then from in Houston, um, there's a lot of Emo states, so. Yeah, that's true. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Houston for and guys, Dallas. For those li- yeah, for those <laughs> listening, Imo State and Nanambra State is a state in Nigeria, and uh, that's where you see a lot of uh, Igbo tribe. Um, they are populated there. Um, Anambra, Imo State, what other state? Abia State, that's where Abia I was state, born. Enugu. Yeah. and the Ebony, I think that's five mm-hmm. of them. So those are the five um, Igbo states in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're talking about. But guys, um, just to continue with our conversation with the culture, um, the reality is that um, when you were raised in America, and most of us are exposed to different culture now, so there is a lot of give and take, you know, like with this whole globalization and this whole mm-hmm. exchange of um, information, you can learn. Because in this country that we are in, America is a multicultural country. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. see Spanish speaking you see French speaking, you see a lot of people, you know, speaking different languages. So um, you tend to learn, you know, culture, you know, from mm-hmm. each other, you know, and then and it has to do with the way we dress, what we eat, the kind of um, lifestyle we live, you know. So mm-hmm. being in this type of multicultural country, do you agree that do you agree with me that it can breed confusion and my result to one losing stuff of identity? Uh, I definitely agree with that. You know, that just like you said, there's so much exposure, especially when you are going to college. You know, um, people, my parents always tell me, um, when you're going to college, you'll see the good, the bad, and the ugly. And it's just like, you have to choose. So, um, yeah, there's that exposure. And you just have to figure out, you know, based on your values and the foundation that you've been raised on, um, what is best for you. Um, thankfully, you know, I have, I have great interest in my culture, uh, enough to just continuously have it around me. You know, I, I don't want to be rude when I say this, but most of my, most of my friends are Nigerian. You know, I, I want that around me consistently, um, because I love my culture that I just, I love it. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much, you know, the surroundings I, I was, throughout my schooling, but I think my first, you know, elementary school experience, I I started in a private school and it was a mostly white, white people there. Um, And I didn't, I, you know, 
I just didn't gravitate much to that. Um, I wanted to be around people that, you know, look like me, um, at least look like me. <laughs> so and it, it just creates a more, le- a, a better learning experience for me, in my opinion. Um, so we definitely switched from a different school. Um, and so I was able to learn better there in that environment. Because my parents, you know, picked that up too. Like they saw that, like, mm, this, isn't, this isn't working out. Um, so we definitely switched from there. Um, so yeah, that's, that's pretty yeah. much works for me. Yeah. You, you know, you're right. Um, and, um, you, there's nothing wrong with, um, saying that you want people, your friends are, you want your friends to be like you, like where you're from, Nigeria. Mm-hmm. I think it's good because, you know, we want something that we can relate with. You know, right. you don't want to be with people that you feel like you're uncomfortable, not uncomfortable, like you're the odd one out. Right. You want something right. that you can relate with. So, right. yeah, it is, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. So um, for me, um, at the same time, guys, we're, we're not we're not against other people's culture. We are yeah. still, you know, I'm sure we embrace all other cultures, mm. but we everyone has preferences. Um, Um, mm-hmm. For me, just to answer the question that I asked earlier on, for me also, I do agree with you. Um, a lot, I think, you know, with our parents, right? They have this one narrow um, upbringing, right? Mm-hmm. It's all about, they know it's specific, like it's easy for them to to know what the, the identity is, what it is, because they just teach them one way, you know? And mm-hmm. they probably, where they were raised, they were raised with a lot of people like them, you know? The same thing, everything. So for us, you know, especially moving from Nigeria, for me, I was born and raised in Aba, and in Aba, um, Abia State is a, a lot, everybody speaks Igbo, so it's like almost the same. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was a cultural shock when I moved to America, because now I'm not seeing people speaking Igbo, I haven't people speaking Spanish, French, all those language, and the 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 beautiful thing about it is i get to learn other people's culture my close friend is uh, from guinea um conakry um shout out to her and then i get to learn about her culture and i have senegalese i have a uh, gambia ghana togo what other one kenya look if i didn't have moved mm. from wow. here, i probably wouldn't <laughs> have met people like that before because all i know is just mine so um at the same time why we are embracing our culture is also beautiful for us to respect others, you know, even though we might not agree with them, because we always will think our culture is right. better, you know, that's just what it is. You know? But, um, that's <laughs> yeah, what it is. I mean, I'm friends with a lot of people, but I still love my culture and I'm very in tune with my culture and I want to make sure I maintain, I maintain my culture as well too. Right. So I think, um, I know there's a, like a, there's a, slippery slope with the whole thing when you are being exposed with these cultures and then you also finding your balance finding who you are your identity because now you are struggling am i this am i that am I, you have different options and that can sometimes confuse you you right. know without knowing who you are but i think it just you know it takes time everything is just is a matter of time as you grow as you mature then you will start figuring out, okay, what is it? What do I identify with? What don't I identify with? And you can still do that while also respecting and, um, you know, embracing, I guess, other people's culture. I don't know, but that's what I think. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's easy said than done, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> it is this it is yeah. that because it's hard, man. And yeah. sometimes it can also cause um uh what other thing? Um oh, my mind just went blank. <laughs> like a, but, a, oh I was trying to see I was trying to see what you're trying to say. Um like a barrier or something like that, like yes. a blockage. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I think um for me, I think one of the struggles that I have was um knowing i think when i moved here because i'd never really you know struggled with this whole identity thing because i just mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. Look, like i told like i told you before i was born and raised in Abad, so i know you know mm-hmm. what my identity but moving here you know mixing with all this culture and um this question this one million dollar question is how do i stay rooted in the culture you know mm-hmm, in my mm-hmm. culture you know and why still learning about other people or being exposed to other people's culture so for you chama i want to know because you were born and raised here and i know your struggle might it will be a little mm-hmm. bit harder because this is all you know you, you right. know the language you know everything so how do you still maintain your culture how do you still stay rooted in your culture um definitely every day um i'm always surrounding myself with people um, that have that same, you know, culture, um, Nigerian culture, um, if not Nigerian, African. Um, most, like I said, most of my friends are Nig- uh, Nigerian. Um, but I recently went to Nigeria last year, a few months back, oh, okay. seven, seven months back. Um, and so the year before that, I, I went as well. So um, it was a great experience. Um, like you said, sh- culture shock. It was a culture shock for me. Um, oh, really? Because like, it was the first time I really went, you know. I was one of those kids mm-hmm. that I went before that when I was like three. You know, I don't remember anything. <laughs> I don't remember anything. But um, two years ago was my first time going. Um, and it was definitely a sh- culture shock. And man, that airport has no AC. I was expecting AC. None. <laughs> I was so shocked. I was like, really? Really? That he came mm-hmm. up to my face like it slapped my face. It literally slapped oh, my no. face. <laughs> and it didn't stop there. Like it kept going. And I was telling my mom, is there any shade here? And she was just oh, like, it's so shady. You have to, you have to just bear it. So yeah, it was a definite culture shock. But man, I have to say I admired um I I admire the um the happiness in people, I don't think much people say that. Um, there's a lot of happiness and joy there. Um, mm-hmm. Even though people are in their circumstances, you know, they make the best of it. Um, that's yes. the big difference in Nigeria and mm-hmm. here. You know, people, you know, whine and try to, you know, you know, are very depressed. Complaints. Yes. yes. You know, mm-hmm. and but in Nigeria, it's like, what is depression? What's that? They don't know what it is. <laughs> they really don't. It's called smiling and suffering. And um, we do that a lot. I mean, you can't help the situation. You might as well, you know, have fun, you know, or make yeah. fun of it. And that's why you see a lot of comedians in Nigeria or in Africa, because they even make fun jokes about their lifestyle, about their mm-hmm. government, about everything. Those things that that weren't a good thing that was frustration to them they turn into 
into a joke and start laughing about it because mm-hmm. if you can do anything about it you can like we say we can't come and kill okay. ourselves exactly you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you can't come and kill yourself you know you might as well just find a way to yeah. survive turn the lemons to lemonade you know because yeah. i'm finding a way to survive because the suffering there is a lot the, mm-hmm. the struggles here is real man it's real and um and sometimes I don't know how people survive, you know. I yeah. thank God for my parents, you know, for trying because it's eight of us, you know. I don't know how my parents wow, do that. Eight, of y'all. eight children. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of children. It is. And um, I don't know how they did it. They managed, you know, by God's grace, they they brought us here. So and uh, we thank God also for America too for having this opportunity. But going back to what you were saying about your experience going the going back home. The first time, apart from the AC, the of course that has to do with the NEPA, the light. Yeah. But uh, what other thing did you find as a shock? You know, why arriving there? Um, what was another shock? I think the way people just say anything and just speak their mind. That was a shock for me too. Um, you know, there was no censor. It was just, you know, let's say how it is. And they argue mm-hmm. about it. They'll, they'll argue on the street. They'll argue anywhere. They'll say what they need to say, how they want to say it. It doesn't matter how long they take to point, to bring their, themselves to the point. They yeah. will just stand there and say what they need to say. <laughs> I mean, I, it's just interesting because me, I don't have the energy for arguments. I just don't. Me but too. They, but people yeah. there do. <laughs> they do. You know? It, it's just, that's just how it is. Um... And, you know, people there as well. It's interesting because when I first went there, I saw, you know, mainland area, just the mainland area. Um, but interestingly enough, my, my parents didn't really, they don't really have much experience going to the island area. So um, last year I went to the island area, mainly that's where I was. And um, it was a full circle for me because now I understood what people say, um, what people mean when they say there is no middle class. And I saw that there was literally no in between <laughs> going from. There's no, it's either poor or you're rich. That's it. Right. Like there's nothing. <laughs> and that was very shocking for me. That was very yeah. shocking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and guys, um, when she said mainland, she's talking about Lagos. Um, mm-hmm. They have. Uh, Mainland and the island, and the island is usually where rich people live, and then the mainland is rich people live in mainland. Yeah, too, but yeah. It's not really not that. really the majority. Yeah, and there's a lot of traffic there too as well. Mm-hmm. The roads that's mm-hmm. really nice, but the one in the island are nicer. So, so that's yeah. what mainland and island. But um, so you didn't even go home in the village village when you went back. Home? You know my. My dad specifically had an issue about that because I actually, I, I didn't tell you this, but um, I went by myself for the first time. But okay. the second time I went with um, a, actually a friend of mine. So it would kind of inconvenience us. Um, so we yeah. never went. But, you know, I have something to look forward to when I get, go back again. So, um, you know, yeah. you never want to just do everything all at once, you know, you know, you know make some yeah. time, you know, to, to, to miss something, some things. Yeah. You know, yeah, to look so you forward can try to. all that things. Yeah, once yeah. you come back again, <laughs> yeah, so that's good. Did you try the food? Because the food is one of the oh things my that God. I miss. The food, God, I miss the food. 
it was my first time um i somebody introduced me when i went to nigeria fish meat like there's you know there's um meat pie okay fish meat pie oh oh yeah okay fish pie fish pie yeah so good (laughs) i think we call fish roll or something i love that it's really good so good and it was the first time you know at first i was like i don't i don't know about that you know at first i was like i don't know but Mm -hmm. i had a taste and i loved it also the suya you know the suya is all it's just out of this world good um yeah um initially going in to nigeria i i thought that you know my system will be should be appreciative of the food but it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't yeah it would know? it would it wouldn't be because this is your first I time oh and i that was the last thing i was even thinking about like you know you know it's, i have yeah. it in my blood like why why wouldn't me why wouldn't it be receptive to this to the food but yeah. i was shocked that it was like it wasn't and so my mom's and I, she was like, yeah, these things, it's one of those things, like it's a travel, traveling yeah. type of um, concern. And so yeah. that made sense. Um, so I made sure for the second time, <laughs> for the fifth last You were year, ready. I was very ready. Yeah. I was very ready. So. Yeah. I think there's a, a medication for it too. They give it to us yeah. when you're traveling because it yeah, happens to I everyone. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't been back 11 years, but I know if I go mm-hmm. back, it will happen to me, even though I, this is the food that I was eating, but I had to have the medication with me just in case. Right. Because your food, yeah, you know, our body is already, our stomach is Americanized. So mm-hmm. once you go to Nigeria, mm-hmm. you have to adjust to, you know, a Nigerian food because the way they cook. And it's more natural product. Yeah. And the American food is more processed, so mm-hmm. the body has to adjust to it. Yeah, but that's yeah, true. that's one of the things I can't wait to go back. Um, yeah. to Nigeria for me. It's been 11 years. It's been a long time for yeah. me. But, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, for me, how I'm staying rooted or staying connected with the culture mm-hmm. by, of course, you mentioned with the movies and we're also getting um, getting basically um, updates from what's happening, the current affairs, the, mm-hmm. of course, social media helps me with mm-hmm. that. I follow mm-hmm. the top blogs and you know, all those things so I can know. And right. also in YouTube, I watch YouTube yeah. videos. There's some people that will actually take their cameras and vlog around going to the market, mm-hmm. like the market market, or going to all these local places. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember this. <laughs> I missed this. So so I can try and learn more about my culture. Yeah. And for me, is um like you mentioned, the parents, our parents, you know, uh, I, my parents, my dad, sometimes when when I was um, living with them, when we were younger, she, he would call us, tell a story about the Biafra war, uh-huh. the, everything, because he's more like a history kind of guy. So he tells yeah. a story about our culture. And I learned, like, getting how to get married in my culture with, you know, by just basically um, watching my sisters get married, you know, because mm-hmm. I have a lot of sisters, like five of them. So basically, I learned through that. Even my dad always tells us when we came to America, even though you're in America, you're still more mm-hmm. feeble, which is mm-hmm. you are still a able girl and able you need girl. to remember your culture. Yeah. And my mom and my dad always teaches me that. I think that's how I stay rooted. And yeah. um, also um, making sure, you know, speaking the language for me, because that one is really important for me. And um, the movies, of course. And um, I guess basically talking to my parents. Because I don't really have a lot of Nigerian friends, so mm-hmm. I think oh, interesting. for me, yeah, yeah, I really don't have a lot. I was when I came here, I was really looking for 
Nigerian friends, like specifically Igbo friends, because mm-hmm. I told you mm-hmm. I moved from Abato here. So yeah. I was looking for people that I'm used to. And unfortunately for me, I didn't really meet a lot of them. The schools that I go to, they're more of Africans. That's why you see me having Ghana, Gambia, because that's what, yeah. what I what was surrounded, you know, what I have in my environment. That's people that I meet, in, you know, going mm-hmm. to school and everything. So that's why. But once I went to college, I still love Nigerians. But and um, yeah, some people I connect with, some people I don't. But I have my sisters, I have my family. So I think that's how I stay rooted, even mm-hmm. though I don't have friends from Nigeria. So there's different ways to do it. And uh, there's no one way, you know, sometimes yeah. you struggle. And like, especially with, um, there's some, you know, culture, American culture that we also like, and mm-hmm. we are, you know, taking part of. And I think sometimes people will judge you, you know, oh, you are doing this, but you are not evil enough, or yeah. you're not this enough. And uh, for me, that was a big thing for me. I don't know about you. You born, you were born and raised here, so I don't know if you have that issue of people telling you you are not evil enough or because of you were born and raised here. Um, I've had people come to be saying um, some ignorant stuff of, you know, you don't have the accent. Where's your accent? Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's it's interesting to to see to, to see that you know, and and actually they may have not they may not have any harm in that question. Um, but, you know, not everybody has to have the accent to, to be cultured. Really? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. As far as you know, you still get connected. And even those that don't, that have the accent, there's some of them that just come here and they let go of all their culture and just mm-hmm. embrace and just, accept all American culture and they mm-hmm. identify more with American culture. So I don't think it's necessary about the accent or the language, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I think it's about what's inside, like how would you identify yourself, you know. Yourself. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think too, sometimes people, you know, do project their insecurities on mm-hmm. on, on other people. On others. So they can, yeah. yeah, to make themselves feel better. So, I think um, when we are struggling with this whole thing, and it's always from, like, from outsiders, you know, how people think a Nigerian should look like or should act like, all those things, all these boxes they try to put you in, I -hmm. think that's where we we have these struggles. Oh, my God, what am I? What am I not? But I think, you know, we shouldn't be put in the boxes. We should be who we are. We should be who we want to be. So um, don't let anybody... Put you in your box or make you make you think like you're not um african enough or nigerian enough or what is it hispanic enough or whatever yeah. it is because of you didn't do this so so and so thing right so just be who you are as far as you feel like you're connected that's all that matters that's all that matters yeah, yeah. i agree oh yeah so before we end this do you have any last word for those um people that are born here American race and they are trying to, you know, fit in, especially in um, in Nigerian culture. Um, I have to say, you know, some people don't agree with with traveling to Nigeria to get the cult to get the full culture, but I agree with it one hundred percent. Um, I it took me years to 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 definitely put my foot forward and do it. Um. But I definitely see the benefits. Um, it, 
I see a full picture of, you know, where my roots are from, my family's from, um, even though I didn't go to the village. Um, but in my opinion, I didn't, I didn't need to. Um, <laughs> that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I, I would encourage everyone to, to go, everyone that's, you know, Nigerian to go to, go to Nigeria. If you haven't been, if it's been years, um, like me, like if, if, if it's been decades, um, it's important to definitely go back and, um, you know, see what's going on out there and uh, make some new friends, make some new friends over there. And you never know, there can be potential business partners there. Um, so definitely mm-hmm. see, see what's out there, see what's new there. Yeah. I, I encourage people to yeah. do that. Yeah. Or you could also meet your African king there. <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> if you're open to that. <laughs> yeah, they always say that. People here always say, oh, I want to go to Africa to meet my African prince. <laughs> he was like, really? You think oh, everybody the prince in, in, in yeah. Africa? That's another, yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, to talk about the guys, that's a whole new episode. Yes, when a it comes whole to new that. episode. <laughs> <laughs> we do not have the time. The Yoruba demons, the evil angels, what do you call them? All the people, that's a lot. Yes, Ooh. a lot to unpack. That's a... Uh... <laughs> I think they are different species. That's what I call them. Babies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, anyway, let's not go into that. But we have come <laughs> to the end of this um topic. So now we're gonna go ahead and play a game because I always like to play a game with my guests. So the game we today will be never have I ever. Guys, I know they usually play this game with a, a an alcohol, a shot, but <laughs> I'm on a weight loss journey and trying to eat healthy, so I don't drink alcohol. So I don't know. So we'll be drinking lemon juice. I I did um squeeze freshly lemon juice. That's what I did. And I really mm-hmm. don't like lemon because it's so bitter. But <laughs> that would be what we'll be replacing the alcohol. Yes. So Chama, what would what would you be drinking in the game today? I'm gonna be drinking um lemon juice as well. Um it's definitely not appealing, right? But it definitely is a good substitute <laughs> for alcohol. Yeah. yeah, it definitely is. So guys, um this is how this game goes. We will uh, ask each other. Chama already f- picked um some questions that she will ask. We'll both answer together and I don't know what the questions are, which is kind of I think it will be mm-hmm. fun, you yeah. know. And then I picked some questions too that she doesn't know what it is. So we're going to ask each other. You they will ask if you have if you have done it, you drink. If you haven't done it, you don't drink. So, mm-hmm. so we can get to know each other a little bit, okay? So, you ready for the game? I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So, I think because you are the guest, I'll let you go first. What is your okay. question? Your first question. Uh, never have I ever driven to Houston from somewhere. Hmm. I have. So, ne- can it be like from Houston to another? county another city like i've never driven to houston from anywhere i've never driven to houston oh yeah i have i I mean when i got a job last was it two years ago i have to drive a lot from Mm -hmm. houston to tyler texas to um athens which Mm -hmm. is tyler is also close to dallas i almost went to dallas too but i didn't but oh. okay 
I'm going to drink, drink that. to that. <laughs> mm. Ah. Mm. Ooh, that'll wake you up. Yes. Ah, oh my God. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Okay. My question would be um, never have I ever exp expressed my feelings towards a guy basically make the first move. Oh, man. Oh, do you want to continue the gist? Do you want to hear what she has to respond about this game? Well, make sure you head over to YouTube, our YouTube channel, which is Ventime with Connie Podcast, to continue watching the Never Have I Ever game that I played with Chama. So you can get, you know, how our facial reaction to the whole question, you know, our explanation to why we have done that. You know, so just head over while you are there. Make sure you subscribe, click that subscribe button, and make sure you like and share the video and click the notification bell so you can get notified each time we upload thank you guys and make sure you come back to join us on facebook at Ventime with connie to our live stream that happens weekly on saturday at 2 30 p.m well thank you guys so much for listening and i will talk to you guys next week Bye bye thanks for listening to the vent time with connie podcast remember to subscribe on apple podcast itunes spotify or whatever platform you listen to podcasts Please don't forget to like, rate, review, or share this podcast. Do you have any feedback or questions for Connie or any topics you'd like to discuss on the show? Connie loves communicating with our listeners. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook at Vent Time with Connie or send an email to venttimewithconnie at yahoo.com. Until next time, remain blessed.